Hello and welcome to the Cosmically Confident Podcast. I'm your host, Jenna O'Keefe, and I'm a confidence coach, mindset expert, and a breathwork facilitator. I help women to unearth their self-doubt, heal from the root, so that they can unapologetically step into their power. In these episodes, we are going to be diving in to the topics that are going to help you heal, get inspired, and peel back the layers so that you can become the best version of you. Find out how to work with me on my website. And with that, let's dive into today's episode. Hello beautiful people and welcome to this week's episode of the Cosmically Confident Podcast with your host, your girl, Jenna O'Keefe. I think this episode is so needed, probably the most needed that any of my podcast episodes has ever been. So this is a question that I am kind of getting literally daily in the DMs and from my clients in terms of how can I create an abundance mindset And how can I create an abundance frequency when there is so much scarcity and uncertainty around me? And this is the perfect title for this episode because I want to dive in. So I've been sharing this wisdom with my clients over the last couple of weeks and I want to be able to share it with you as well. So I can help pull you out of this fear, out of this uncertainty, out of this anxiety that's kind of going on at the moment. And it's really understandable that so many of us are feeling like this. Like the world can feel really heavy at the moment. There's a lot of, there's so many different things that where we actually feel like we're going backwards in time, where we feel like we are losing community, where we feel like actually more so than ever, we are turning turning against each other when we know that when we unite, whether that be on a micro level in your community or whether it be on a macro level internationally, right? When we unite, we're so powerful. And so it can be particularly painful seeing the things that are going on in the world at the moment. It can be particularly painful seeing the things that are going on in our own country at the moment, in the UK. There's so much uncertainty with politics with our leadership you know with the cost of the pound and it feels at the moment like it's just a relentless barrage of negative news and so I think it's really really important to honor this like when we're in this um when we are in this period it would be really really difficult or it is really difficult to kind of shut all of that out just for a little bit But if you can start to shut some of it out and just to give yourself some time, I promise you that your nervous system is going to thank you for it. Your friends and family are going to thank you for it. Your business or your career is going to thank you for it. When we are in a heightened state of fear or a heightened state of anxiety, we're not really any use to anybody we're not really, you know, performing at our best. And so this podcast isn't about sticking your head in the sand. It's not about pretending there aren't horrible things going on in the world. It's not about um, shutting off anybody's, you know, experiences. It's really, really not like that. And I hope that you don't take it like this. Um, But I want to talk to you about creating abundance whilst everything else is falling to shit around you. Because I do believe that in a recession or in difficult times, there is an opportunity to thrive. There's an opportunity for new ideas and innovation. So if this can try and inspire you to show up differently, then it will all be worth it. And it will be a really, really great 20 minute conversation. So let's talk about scarcity. Let's talk about this kind of not having enough because really, so 
at the moment in the UK, we're entering into a cost of living crisis. Um, our salaries are maintaining at the same level whilst our costs are dramatically going up for various different reasons. And so this creates a feeling of scarcity, a feeling of not having enough, a fear of not having enough. And obviously this is completely perpetuated by media outlets. This is exactly how they sell their journalism. So we kind of end up in this never ending circle, right? Like the articles and the journalism is just completely infinite. Like you could sit and watch BBC News all day and hear 1000 different perspectives on the cost of living crisis. You could, you know, sit and talk about it with your friends every single time you go for dinner, which is what a lot of people do. You can absorb yourself in this world of the cost of living crisis. But actually what you do there, when you are really, really sucked in, you start to respond and behave from a very different place than if you weren't there, for instance, right? Or if it wasn't happening. And what happens when we feel fear, our natural instinct is to pull back, to panic, to restrict, to cut off, to scrimp. And here is the God's honest truth. If you have a business, an idea, a side hustle, something that you can make money from, it is going to be so much easier for you to bring in more money than it is to scrimp, to save, to restrict. And I'll tell you why, because there's only so much money that you can scrimp and save and restrict, right? Like, but actually, when you think about making more, you can start to shift into that place of abundance of there is so much money to be made, especially in a recession. People, There are still problems that people are willing to pay to solve. And if you are telling yourself that nobody's buying right now, how's that going to affect how you show up? How will it affect what you offer? How frequently you're going to talk about your services or how frequently you're going to put yourself out there? And what impact is that going to have? And if you tell yourself that money is scarce over and over and over again, how's that going to affect your confidence in talking about your price or talking about your salary if you're going for a job offer? And how is that going to impact your income? And as I said, you know, you can only save so much. That isn't an infinite pool of money. But when you flip it and you start thinking about how much money is to be made... How much money is there to attract? Actually, it changes your energy. It starts to become a lot more exciting. I definitely learned this when I when I first met Tom three years ago. I was working in an advertising agency. I was getting paid a really decent, well, a fairly decent wage, to be honest. And um, I it still wasn't enough because I was just in this mentality of lack. I was in this mentality of scarcity. And so I remember I had a conversation with a life coach at the time and she said to me, money is infinite. Money is infinite. And I remember thinking, are you fucking mad? (laughs) Are you fucking mad? You think money is infinite? Of course you do. And it did not land at all. And then I got home and I was thinking, what does she mean money is infinite? And it landed. The penny dropped. I was like... I don't just have to rely on my salary to make money. There's so many different ways to make money. And um, I was living in a flat in the time in a complex and 
everybody was looking for a cleaner. I mean, we were all fucking desperate for cleaners because it was quite a wealthy complex. I was renting there and everybody wanted a cleaner and there wasn't anyone. So then I thought, do you know what? I get up really early on the weekends. I really want, I love being active. I love moving my body. My friends weren't really around till like one, two o'clock in the afternoon on Saturdays and Sundays. So I was like, I'm gonna clean as many flats as I can in the mornings on Saturday and Sundays and I'm gonna charge 13 pounds an hour. I'm just gonna do it and see if anyone takes it. And people did. And I, so I would work my, I would work my nine to five, Monday to Friday. And on the weekend, I would clean flats in the morning. So I would be up at 8 a.m. cleaning people's flats. And I mean, you know, it, it was easy money. They were new builds. They were so easy to clean. It took me no time at all. And I was active and, it wasn't necessarily about the money, that it wasn't about the cash that landed for me. It was learning that there is always money to be made. You just have to work out how to attract it and what you're gonna do. And that changed the game for me. That changed the game. Again, I was not earning like life-changing, life-changing amounts of money, but it changed things for me. It made me realize the value of money. It made me realize you don't have to be restricted when it comes to money. You've just got to think creatively. So how can you start flipping this narrative to start feeling abundant as hell, even when everything outside of you is falling to shit? So I've got some steps here. I've got four steps that I want you to follow. Let's keep it super practical so that you can start implementing this stuff straight away. Start thinking about abundance as energy. So abundance is not a figure in your bank account. I cannot stress this enough. I have gone from having a range of figures in my bank account, and I can tell you it's not that. It's not how many zeros you have in your bank account that makes you feel abundant. Abundance is a feeling that you can create, which is free, right? You can feel abundant about having fresh sheets, having ironed clothes in your wardrobe, having a scented candle, having a bubble bath, having running water through your tap. But how often are you tuning into that frequency of abundance where you are feeling so abundantly grateful for the things that you do have? Because if you spend your time, your whole life looking at things you don't have, that is gonna feel really, really miserable for you. That is not gonna come from a place of gratitude, excitement, and love, it's just not. And even if what you have now is less than what you used to have, can you still challenge yourself to find abundance? To find abundance in the love, in the relationships, in the warm cuddles, in the cuddles with your pets, like whatever that is, can you still try and find abundance? Because it will make you happier. You're not serving anybody by feeling shitty and scared all the time. And remember, we don't know what's gonna happen. The media is telling us the whole world is falling apart. They did exactly the same with COVID. They literally said exactly the same thing. I recorded almost exactly the same episode as an Instagram Live when COVID launched, saying there's so much opportunity in recession because we were told that it, we were all gonna you know, firstly, that we're all going to die. And, you know, there was going to be a horrendous recession that we were never going to recover from. And I understand, you know, we're still reaping the, we're still reaping the repercussions of that and all of that. And I do understand that. But, you know, the media fear mongered about toilet roll. We all ran out of toilet roll. Nobody had any toilet roll in exactly the same way that they do with petrol. So 
you do not believe the media. Do not get sucked in. Actually focus on the abundance and the gratitude and the love that you have in your life right now. That's number one. Number two, limit your consumption of media channels. In 2020, I made the decision that I wasn't going to watch the news anymore. And I am very happy for you to judge me in any way that you want to judge me for that. But I will tell you exactly why. When I watch the news, it affects my mental health so badly that it sends me into anxiety and panic because I have such I have such huge empathy for people that it really affects me in a way that I really struggle to pull myself out of and so with my job it is absolutely vital for me that I don't fall into scarcity because what happens is scarcity kills my creativity and it fucking throws me off every time and the news is literally created to grab your attention the news is literally created to give you a panic attack and raise your stress levels So you don't have to go cold turkey like me. I'm a very all or nothing person. I still know what's going on in the world. Like I still hear things, you know, but I don't actively sit and watch the news every day because, you know, I just, I just don't. I, it does not fulfill me and it doesn't make me happy. But if the news is really your thing, like, you know, if you really enjoy, um, not enjoy politics because I don't think anybody is enjoying politics at the moment. But (laughs) if you find, if you, get a lot of satisfaction from knowing what's going on in the world and you're very values led and you have certain topics that you really, really want to know about, why don't you limit your consumption just for two or three weeks and start to see how that affects how you feel in your body. And this also goes for friendship chats, right? If your WhatsApp groups are filled with messages about how bleak the world is, how everything is falling to shit, you have to work on your boundaries because that will suck your energy if you are an empath. It doesn't suck everybody's energy. You know, some people can sit and have those conversations all day long and not be affected. Like my partner, Tom, is one of them. He will sit, the first thing he does in the morning is sit and read all of the news articles on his phone. And it's the last thing he does before he goes to bed. And that like physically does not affect him. So that's all good. Like if it doesn't affect you, great. But if you're listening to this, it probably does. So give yourself two to three weeks and start to see how that actually really impacts how you feel. Number three. I want you to start thinking creatively about how you can draw in more income, how you can make more. Do you have an idea that you've been holding off on because you didn't feel ready? Have you spotted a gap? You know, jumping in the gap that I spotted in 2020 was genuinely one of the best things that I ever did. Cleaning flats on the weekend was one of the best things that I ever did because it really made me start to think, how can I make more? How can I pivot? How can I draw in more money? Maybe it's time for a promotion. Maybe it's time to ask for more money. Maybe it's time to move to another company to get a pay rise. This is really your chance to tap into your biggest strengths. Rather than focusing outwards and rather than cutting and restricting and putting yourself into lack, focus on your strengths. Focus on what you're really good at. Really big yourself up, right? And number four, give. This sounds counterintuitive, right? Because if we have less than we had last year, you know, giving on paper probably doesn't sound like a good idea. But there are so many psychological studies to show that when you give, it makes you happier. The happiest people on this planet are people that volunteer and give their time, money and voice. And even studies that show the poorest people in the world that literally have nothing, when they they give to others, 
they increased their levels of happiness, joy and gratitude. Like how fucking amazing is that, right? Like that goes to show, even if you can give something, it doesn't just have to be money, it could be time, it could be voice, it could be championing a cause that you really care about. But when it gives, when you give to others, it really reminds our subconscious that we have enough and it creates that sense of community which really alleviates this feeling of fear. It alleviates this feeling of scarcity, um, working on our own, you know, being an island, which is all the things we want to break down. So if you are feeling scarce at the moment, I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry that you feel like that and it's absolutely you know, understandable that you feel like that. It's a scary, horrible place to be when you have that feeling in your stomach where you are so worried. But if you can start to shift your mindset piece by piece, you will start to take your power back. And this feels so scary because it feels like it's happening to us. It feels like we have completely lost control. But you haven't. There are small little ways that you can start to take your power back so that you can start to make yourself feel better. Recessions only usually last 12 to 18 months. So even if, even if we do go into recession, even if, you know, it's absolutely catastrophic, it's 18 months, it will pass. Good times will come back again. Like they will, of course they will. This is what happens. We have seen this in history. But if you can pull yourself out, zoom outwards and think to yourself, you know, am I going to be worried about this in 10, 20, 30 years time? What would my 90 year old self say to me about how I feel right now? I think you'd get some interesting perspective. You are no use to anyone when you are stressed, (laughs) when you are fearful, when you are anxious. And so... Actually, how good would it feel just to get back to joy, to get back to silliness, to get back to you again? Because that's where we want to get to. I hope that you have enjoyed today's episode as much as I have enjoyed recording it. I really, really hope it helps. I would love to hear your thoughts. I would love to hear your comments. And if you are looking for somebody to support you in your journey to confidence and your journey to an unshakable mindset, I would love to invite you to book on to a completely free, no strings attached confidence consultation. So these are 15 to 20 minutes and it's really an opportunity for you to tell me what is going on for you in terms of your confidence, what is keeping you stuck. I will then leave you with one strategy that you can start implementing straight away and if any of my products feel like a good fit for you, we can have a chat about that too. Sending lots of love and I'll see you on the next episode.